Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hey, how you doing? It's good. Hey, we're going to look at a, a book of the Bible, a story from the Bible. It's found in Luke chapter 8, verse 26. So if you have a Bible, or if you have a device, you look that up right now. Luke 8, verse 26. And we're going to read the story that um, is found there. And like I talk about uh, at core class on Sunday mornings, some of you aren't in that core class because you're in junior high. I want you to uh, spend the next 15 minutes um, letting God talk to you. Um, we don't do this very often. Um, we don't often give God the time of day. And so here's a chance um, to give God his due deference. This, um, this creator God who uh, made everything that's around us, the air that we breathe, the... <clears throat> The, the smallest molecule, the greatest planet, the greatest planetary system, this God that we serve did all that. And tonight we have this awesome opportunity as young men to confront him and to stand before him and see what he thinks about us. And so, man, just for a few minutes, just for a few minutes, you give him some attention. I'm going to do it too. I'm not saying I'm better at it than you. <laughs> Squirrel. But, man, just, just give it a shot. Listen to his words. And see how that might change you. So we'll start by praying. And, um, and, then, we'll, and then we'll get into it. Mighty King. I know you're here tonight. I know you are because you're not in the habit of making a way and then not showing up. And you have made a way for us to stand in your presence. And you have gone to great lengths and made great sacrifices that we might not, that we might stand here, sit here, be here in your presence and not be destroyed. Change us tonight, Father. We greatly respect you. We greatly respect you and we want to know you. We want to walk as young men of faith. And we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. When I was a kid, about your age, I was the guy in the group that would do it first. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You know when you guys are with your friends and you're out thinking, you're kind of messing around and somebody comes up with an idea... Probably, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing it, but somebody comes up with an idea and uh, somebody in the group's always like, I'll do it. That was me, <laughs> okay? Uh, many, many times I ended up almost dead or lost or left behind because the people who instigated the event or the events that took place ran away. Because not only were they afraid to do the, whatever everyone was trying to, to get done, they didn't want to stay around for the consequences, okay? And I was the one who would do it because I had this, I don't know, there's just something in me. I like adventure. I don't know 
if you like adventure, but I love adventure. I love to not know what might happen, but to think that I might, need, I might be able to make my way through something. I don't know if that speaks to you, but that's just how I am. And, you know, we serve a God like that. I mean, if you're looking in Luke chapter 8, verse 26, this is kind of the, a story like that. Jesus is with his buddies, and they're typically... They, they typically hang out in this area called Galilee along a lake called the Sea of Galilee. And on this side, the west side of the Sea of Galilee, it's really safe. All of their countrymen live over there. They have, you know, outposts and soldiers and everything's okay on the west side of the Sea of Galilee. But over on the east side, straight across, it's dangerous. And I'll tell you that even if you went there today, it's still dangerous there. On the east side of the Sea of Galilee, the Golan Heights, there's rocket fire, there's hardly any development, there's cliffs that come down into the sea, and it's no place you want to be unless you're an adventurer. And we find ourselves in a boat with Jesus and his buddies heading from safety to the unknown, to the, the cities and the countryside that reside across the sea in an area that was not at that time considered a part of the Israeli countryside. So everybody over here on this side, that was the enemy. And when they get to the other side, they step out of the boat. There happens to be a man who is demon-possessed. And it really starts to heat up for these guys. Okay, this is cool. Like, everyone in the boat, all these young men, probably pretty excited about the adventure coming across the sea. They step out. There is a demon-possessed man who no one could control. They, they couldn't even chain this guy down. That comes at them. I don't know whose idea it was to come over here in the first place. But at that moment in time, you got to be thinking, you know, defense mode. So probably if, if the disciples knew anything about Jesus, they're behind him, right? Because Jesus is a bad mama jumbo. That's right. He is. You're about to find out. This demon-possessed man, right up to Jesus. And he says, what do you want with me, son of the most high God? Don't torture me. Don't torture me. Jesus hasn't uttered a word. He's in a foreign land. Jesus is a bad mama jamba. And that ain't no joke. You know, I think, just let's stop here in the story just for a second. You know what I think? I think young men in America today think the church is for pansies. I think you're bored by it. I think there's less of you here tonight than there were women at the last service. I think there's more girls in youth group than there are boys. I think a lot of us think there's nothing for us in church. Some of us are here because it makes our mom happy. And that there's no adventure in this place. Furthermore, many of us come here and we just feel bad the whole time. Because 
because we're knuckleheads, right? Because we can't get it right. And everybody that, every time we come here, that's all everybody talks about. And you know what? I just want to do my job. I just want to go on some adventures. I don't want people to talk to me about a whole bunch of things. I don't want to be crying all the time. I just want to do my job. I just want to be a man, right? And maybe it's because you've missed who Jesus is that you think that you have to be a woman to be a Christian. But that ain't how it is. In fact, what we need are men who are Christians. See, we've sold you a lie. We've, we talk to you about sin every time you come here, right? It's all we talk about. Well, you've got to stop looking at the porn. You've got to do it. It's terrible. And it is. You guys are lying. You're not treating those girls good. And you are and you shouldn't. You should treat the girls right. All those things are true. But it's all we ever talk about. So what do you do? You get more of what you focus on. Replace this talk about sin. Recognize you're a sinner. You are. Say, I'm sorry, I don't want to do that anymore. To repent is not necessarily not sinning. To repent, to say, I'm sorry, God, I'm not going to head that direction anymore. I'm going to go another direction. That would be away from sin. So you're not looking at it anymore. You're not even thinking about it anymore because Christ died for sin once for all. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. Taken care of. Problem solved. Forget it. Sin past, present, future. Handled through the sacrifice and blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Okay? Everybody get that? So turn from your sin and head to adventure. Pursue righteousness. Pursue justice. Have you ever walked down the hall of your school and seen injustice? Have you ever seen a young man treating a young lady the wrong way? Have you ever seen anybody left out in your school? Have you been the one who's done that? Pursue justice. Pursue justice. Make it happen in the world around you because you're a man. And you're not dawdling in the fact that you're a sinner anymore because you've been saved. You're with Jesus. And let me remind you, he is a bad mamba jamba. Do you understand what I am talking about? The man takes a boat across the lake, lands on the other side in a foreign country, haters of the Jews, and one of the least acceptable people in a foreign land, a demon-possessed man rejected by non-Israelis. He's so bad, he's rejected by people who are not even Israeli people. So he's the worst of the worst of the worst, he can't even live in town. He's dangerous. He comes up to Jesus begging for mercy, and Jesus has not yet said a word to him. 
And he's being, this man's body is being inhabited by demon, demons. We talked about this kind of thing in Sunday school. Unfortunately, in our society, scary movies are interesting to us. Because there's a little adventure in it. You know, your heart, it beats and we're like, oh, there's a demon. Oh, that scared me. Right? It's a little interesting. We want to talk about it. When I bring up stories about demons in Sunday school, everybody lights up. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the evil one. You know, the Bible doesn't talk a lot about it. Not a whole, there's way more detail in a preacher's sermon about evil than what the Bible talks about. It's real. Don't get me wrong. It's real. But it isn't that interesting. What's interesting is the God of the universe wants you. And he's going to let you into his presence. That is interesting. Everything else is a half-truth and a lie. It's shadows and smoke and mirrors. And, and you'll never get close to it, but it'll seem like you're getting closer all the time. And then you die. That is what evil is. It's a trick. And God is not a trick. He's real. He's here. And what's interesting is young men, he wants you to walk with him. He wants you to serve him. He doesn't want you hanging around thinking about all your, the bad stuff you've done because then that's, what you, that's where you live. And that's not free. He wants you thinking about what you're going to do in his name. And my question to you tonight is, what are you going to do? It's not hard. I mean, I was a youth minister who became a house builder. I can't serve God because I build houses, right? That's not true. Every day, my business partner and I think of ways that we can bring the kingdom of God a lot to life all around us. And the men that work with us, in the people who buy our homes every day. If there's, a, if there's some, some injustice where someone, maybe, maybe there's a young man who's trying to start a business and the other trades are just beating him down and trying to run him out of business, we're going to stand up for that guy and we're going to give him a chance. Doing what God has called you to do is not something you have to wait to do until you know enough. You know what's right. You know about honesty. You know to defend the weak. You know, there's, there, are, there are evil forces in the world. They're burning people alive in our world today. They're, they're chopping off people's heads. <clears throat> we need some men who are Christians, who will lead their families, who will raise up godly kids who will stand in the gap. Let me tell you something really quickly, just to give you, just to unpack for you what I mean by you doing what's right rather than worrying about all of your sin because your sin's been handled. Being a man for Christ. Just a few years ago, I'm, laying, I'm coming home from a speaking engagement out in Colorado, and my wife had been praying over the weekend, and when I got home, she wanted to talk about what she'd been praying about. And what she'd been praying about is she said, there's a lot of foster kids there's a lot of foster kids, and they're, they're defenseless, and there's not a lot of people in their corner. I think we should pray about having foster kids in our home. So I said, all right. 
you know what, we're going to pray about it. I'm not, I'm not just a guy who's like, well, any good thing, let's do that, because of course God would want to do that. That's not true. I am, what does God want me to do? That's what I'll do. And if he's not saying it, I'm not going to pretend like he's saying it. You with me? I'm going to listen for God, and if he says do it, I'm in. So I said, let's pray about it. You know what happened? Next day at noon, my wife calls me. We're praying. I've been praying at work. Hey, it's so weird. The school called, and there's a young man that has to have, he, he's been being abused, and he needs a house. Young men, you know what a man does? He takes care of that kid. And that's not something you can't do. It's not an opportunity that won't be presented to you when you're an adult. Step in. Step in and help the weak. Do you understand? Be about the things of God. Because it will get really boring if all you do is ever think about, how am I going to stop all these bad things I do? This is an adventure. This is an adventure. Here's, here's, here's how the story ends. <clears throat> Jesus says, come out of him. And the demon's like, no, 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 let, let us go over to the pigs. So he sends them over to these pigs. These pigs rush down. Remember I said there's cliffs? They fall off a cliff, they all die. These pigs all die. And very soon the man is sitting there dressed and in his right mind. This bad mama jamba, Jesus drove those demons out and this man is restored completely and guess what the man wants to go with Jesus he says I can't think of anything better than can I just be with you and Jesus says no you can't you go back into the towns and the cities where you're from and you tell all of the good things God has done for you. And you know, what that, you know what that man did? He stepped up. He didn't even argue. He just turned around and went back and told all the people in his region about Jesus. Period. And you know what was cool about it? You know what was cool about it? Just seconds before, he had been being, he, he, through demons, had been begging Jesus for mercy and had been trying to order Jesus around. Now free and in his right mind, he saw strength and he wanted to follow it. And the, the answer J Jesus gave him, of course he wanted to go with Jesus, but the answer Jesus gave him was no. I have this other job for you. Young men. Young men, don't be looking to try to serve Jesus the way you think you need to serve Jesus. You step up and be willing to do whatever he calls you to do. That's what a man does. Let's pray. Mighty King. I want to be careful and I want to be near you I want to follow you I, I, Father I, I pray young men in this audience tonight will quit um, 
focusing on the wrong things and start setting their, fixing their eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of their faith. You were willing, out of joy, to go to the cross for our sins. Help us as men to die to ourselves and, and, what, and, our, and, and what we have imagined that we would be the hero of the story. Father, let us make you be the hero. Let us follow you into the adventure that this life offers us. And I pray there'll be some young men here tonight who will take that challenge. Some young men who will quietly walk the walk, hide your word in their hearts, look for the times and the opportunities to serve you in strength and in your awesome power. Father, I pray no man in here is afraid of anything because we follow you and you have handled it all you can calm a storm you can raise the dead you, you command the demons to come out of demon possessed men demons, legions of demons we're not afraid now let us serve and it's in your name that we pray Jesus Amen Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.